This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Hadas Kuznets with Craig Grossman. He's general partner of Arts and Crafts Holdings in the, I guess we're calling it now the Spring Arts Neighborhood, which is on the east side of Broad Street. So uh, describe, first of all, describe the um, the borders or the parameters of the Spring Arts Neighborhood. So I would say they're they're loosely defined. So hopefully they organically evolve and, and change over time. But I would say, you know, between Broad Street and maybe the river, Spring Garden Street down to Callow Hill. I would say that loosely describes the pocket that we're focused on rehabilitating. Neighborhoods are a funny thing in Philadelphia because they kind of grow and change. Uh, I know that Northern Liberties is kind of coming and bordering up to this new neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. I mean, over time, they organically evolve and hopefully uh, there's activity and, and change on the street and things happen, turning on the lights of these old beautiful buildings and the border's organically move. So right now, it's a lot of industrial buildings. Maybe describe the landscape now, and then we'll talk about a little bit of what's coming in there. Yeah, it's a a pretty cool pocket. I mean, it's filled with lots of grit and, you know, these former turn-of-the-century buildings that were built, you know, early 1900s. I would say that a lot of these properties just haven't seen much love over the past several decades. And this area has just been, you know, a pocket that people have just been driving by for 50, 60 years. And some of these buildings have been empty. Some of them have had sort of interim uses on the ground floor. Some have had no uses on the ground floor and the upper floors have been empty. Um, There are a lot of missing teeth in between the properties and we're trying to sort of ignite change on the street, activate the buildings, breathe new life into them, show them some love, embrace the beautiful architecture that you can see within these properties and also, you know, activate the space between the buildings. Yeah. I know people might go there for clubs or for a concert. Yeah, there's there's been some of that, obviously, with Union Transfer there. Now Franklin Music Hall, formerly known as the Electric Factory. So certainly, you know, music has been a big part of the landscape over the past several years. And so the missing link here seems to be food. Food and beverage has been missing here. So, you know, we're certainly trying to fill that void. Um, and one of the things that, you know, we like to do is ignite change on the street of these buildings and finding local entrepreneurs to help create an authentically Philadelphia experience. So how did the name Spring Arts come to be? So Spring Arts is actually um, a name that was being used in a residential development uh, several years ago. It certainly made sense with Spring Garden Street being there. There's been uh, several artists and artisans that have been indigenous to the neighborhood for all these years. So we thought that we would embrace it as well and and see if it gets uh, picked up and organically used. Well, artists really are what give identity to a neighborhood. Absolutely. I mean, you know, when you see the artists there and they're working and, you know, their their canvases or clay or whatever their medium is, um, you know, they're making – Or food. Or, or food, right. And that, that's actually worth just mentioning here that it's interesting to think about, you know, this neighborhood really used to be the center of making back in the early 1900s. And when manufacturing left the city, these buildings sort of fell on tough times. 
we're trying to reimagine what these buildings can be today with today's makers. And obviously food and beverage, people that are creating beverage, whether it's distilling or brewing or making food, you know, that's just another metaphorical way of, of making. So, you know, we're certainly trying to ignite change on the street with these types of users. And the hope is that that will help change the, the neighborhood and create this authenticity from a Philadelphia perspective. Before we get into what's coming, I do want to talk a little bit about your history on 13th Street. People think about 13th Street and they think about Marcy Turney and Valerie Safran, but you had a big hand in that too. Yeah. So, you know, this is going back a, a while, but I met Marcy and Valerie many years ago and was instrumental in helping bring their great taste to 13th Street. Open House was their first establishment. And then Lolita was their first restaurant. So I was involved in the very early days of collaborating with Marcy and Valerie. You were the landlord? I was their landlord. So did you bring them to the neighborhood or did they say they wanted to be there? So we had a fortuitous um, meeting and I think they enjoyed hearing about the mission and the plan and the strategy for revitalizing that neighborhood in 13th Street. And one thing led to another and, you know, we signed a lease with Open House and I remember it was half the size it is today. And after a few months, they realized that they were you know, going to be successful and they had something that was, was void and then they doubled their size. And of course, you know, Marcy being a trained chef had always wanted to do her own thing. So across the street, Lolita followed probably six months later and, you know, the rest is history with the two yeah. of them. So do you foresee what happened to 13th Street happening to Spring Garden Street? I mean, it's possible. I mean, look, every every neighborhood, every street is different, right? So you got to look at the DNA of a neighborhood. 13th Street is a smaller street. It's got a little bit more of a closer-knit vibe to it. It feels a little bit warmer. Spring Garden's obviously a wider street. There's vehicular traffic. It's not, it doesn't have that pedestrian quality that South 13th Street has. So it'll be different, but I think that we'll definitely breathe new life in it. And I think this year you'll begin to see a really different landscape evolve, something that'll be very tangible with texture, flavor, color, like all that'll really begin to resonate and it'll be very tangible on Spring Garden Street. All right. The moment everybody's been waiting for, what's coming? What can we expect and when? So you will begin to see some new restaurants opening up. The first one will be a barbecue restaurant and it'll be called The Lucky Well. Chad Rosenthal is the chef and the mastermind behind this and he's a big personality and he just lives and breathes barbecue. It's his Memphis style barbecue and he is, um, he's amazing at what he does. So you'll see that opening up, I believe as early as uh, this March. There'll be a large whiskey bar there as well. So there's a liquor license as well as his home expanded menu of barbecue. You'll also see sort of diagonally across the street, and by the way, Chad is opening up in 990 Spring Garden Street, across the street in 915 Spring Garden Street. And he also has a place in Ambler, Fort he Washington? He does, Ambler. So this will be his second Lucky Well, and his first one really in the heart of the city. Across the street, a little bit later in the year, I would say sometime during the second quarter, we should see a brewery open up, a startup brewery called Triple Bottom Brewing, where their mission is beer, people, and the planet. So you'll see them brewing. I believe they're going to have 12 or 13 beers that they brew on site. They'll have a small food component as well, but you'll see, uh, I think, the center of the community come together there with a really cool vibe that they'll bring to the neighborhood in that building. A little bit later in the year, you'll see a concept by Michael Pascarello, who owns Cafe Lift and Buffad and Prohibition Tap Room. And Michael will be opening up a restaurant called La Chinesca, which will be just to the west of 
of Union Transfer in a former Jiffy Lube building on the corner of 11th and Spring Garden. And Michael is going to bring great flavor and great color to this building here. And it's going to be a concept that sort of fuses some Asian influences with Mexican. And if I'm not mistaken, the vibe comes from a small town in Baja where there's a, I think it's the largest contingency of Chinese people in a Mexican city called La Chinesca. So you'll see that sort of fusion come together over there. That'll probably be third quarter of this year. And then around the same time, also in 990 Spring Garden, we have another business that'll be opening up called Location 215, which will be an event concept there where you'll have the ability to rent that space for a wedding or a bar mitzvah or a small business gathering or a holiday party. They'll have different food concepts that you can tap into. They'll have different beverage concepts that you can tap into. But it's a beautiful, warm, inviting sort of white space with beautiful mushroom columns and tall ceilings and two women that have a lot of great experience and great energy. So those will be the sort of next four food and beverage concepts that open up in the neighborhood that will, I think, really begin to change the landscape there. Once you start bringing in these big anchor restaurants, the other ones will fill in. Is that the hope? Or do you have some other things on the radar? We do have a few more things on the radar. We really like to go narrow and deep with the small and mid-sized businesses to really find the local entrepreneur that wants to invest and embrace what we're doing over here. So I don't think you're, you know, you won't find at least with us, you know, too large of any concept. And we do have a few more that are cooking, if I may say. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see a little bit later in the year and then also moving into 2020, a few more food and beverage concepts that surface. So what are your price points that you're looking at? So I think you're going to find, you know, I mean, obviously these menus are evolving, but I think that you'll be able to get in and out of these restaurants for $20, $25 a person, have a nice meal and a drink. Obviously, you know, that check can grow, but I think you'll find that these are our comfort food foods. They're inviting places that aren't overly designed, good food, moderately priced. And I think what's also pretty cool about this neighborhood is that it really does knit together these other pockets of Center City. So as the Central Business District is sort of moving north, Northern Liberties is creeping over past 6th Street now. Old City has come right up to Vine Street. Temple is moving south. So there's all this activity sort of pushing into us right now. We're almost like the hole in the donut. And if we fill it in, we knit together all these neighborhoods. So I think it'll be a great meeting place, not only for all the businesses that are opening up, but also all the residents and the people that are living in all these neighborhoods. I have long thought of that area as like an industrial no man's land. Exactly. I think that's been the perception. But with this great collection of industrial properties, great bones, beautiful architecture, we're bringing in a lot of public art. You'll see that with murals and sculpture and projection. We're adding tree planting. You're seeing new sidewalks. We're adding facade lighting and street lighting. And then with the addition of you know changes on the ground floors of these buildings with food and beverage, now all of a sudden that neighborhood has got some energy. As we look to the future. Tell me about the past. What do you know about the history of these buildings? So it's it's really rich with history. I mean, you know, like I said, turn of the century, there was a lot of manufacturing going on here. First of all, the spine of Reading Railroad runs all through this neighborhood and used to cross over Vine Street, go right into where Reading Terminal Market is. So Reading Railroad's trains used to run along and through this neighborhood here. Reading Railroad actually owned a couple of these buildings. Baldwin Locomotive used to manufacture parts over here. There was printing press companies here. So there was quite a bit going on here back in the day. Isn't it so fascinating how the world has changed transportation and communication and everything has changed? Dramatically. It's crazy to watch how quickly it's changed also. 
Anything else you want to add about what we can expect in the neighborhood? Just, you know, just watch to see all of the texture and the color and the flavor. Come to the neighborhood. Come support the local establishments that will be opening up there. Think about the moderately priced office space as well as the food and beverage that will be coming to the streets here. And, you know, look for a dramatically different neighborhood that should organically evolve over time. What are you most excited about? I'm really excited to see the reaction that people have when they see the changes on the street there. You know, the buildings are starting to get dimension to them with lighting and art and tree planting. And now when the restaurants open up and you see tables and chairs on the sidewalks and people walking in and out and that energy and that bustling feeling, I'm excited to see that. And I'm excited to see the reaction that we get from people when they start to witness that. There is something to be said with like the reason it seemed like such a no man's land is because you don't see the people and the chairs and the alfresco dining. That changes everything, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, restaurants and people bring more activity. All right. Craig Grossman is general partner of Arts and Crafts Holdings in the Spring Arts, newly named Spring Arts neighborhood of the city. And do you guys have a website or any sort of uh, information We can, if we want more information? We do. I mean, there's a, we have a, web, a website, artsandcraftsholdings.com. There is a springarts.com website. Uh, you can get to witness all of the exciting changes that are taking place in the neighborhood. And you know, stay tuned for more. Craig, what will that neighborhood look like a year from now? Well, a year from now... Um, you'll see more activity. You'll see new businesses opening up. You'll see more lights are on on the upper floors of these buildings. I think you'll begin to see some residential development taking place. You'll see a neighborhood that hopefully still has some of that grit and still feels authentically Philadelphia, but also still feels approachable. And I feel like the, the marker is always when you have like a restaurant week. Do you like foresee a one day in the future spring arts restaurant week having enough restaurants to do that? I think so. I, I do believe it'll it'll happen. How many years? I would say over the next five years, you'll see, you know, a dramatic change in the landscape of this neighborhood. Many more restaurants, maybe breweries, distilleries. uh, Who knows what else will open up there? But I think it's going to look dramatically different. So exciting. Very exciting. Stay tuned. I can't wait to see what happens. Thank you so much, Craig. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.